0: Christ. We ask O oh Lord that you refine us again. and That we leave not your presence the same. We leave not the church the same. We came Lord in order for us to be serviced. Let each and every one of us including all they that are online and in house be serviced by you. Let the sick be healed. Let the oppressed be released from oppression. Let the depressed be delivered. Let the captivator be taken captive by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the one in anxiety, in perplexion and anxious about life receive calmness and assurance and confidence with our hope reposed back in Jesus Christ. Sweet Holy Spirit. We recognize and we acknowledge your presence and your dominance. Preeminate over this service tonight. Let everything be under your subjection. May we hear your voice, not the voice of a man. Use this vessel of clay just as a microphone. And speak your word unto us in a digestible way. That we will receive, we will hear, we will comprehend And we will apply your word. Sweet Holy Spirit, we repent of all sins. And we say that take over our hearts. Take over our bodies. Take over our spirits. Depart not from us. Even as today we study about fellowshipping with you. Sweet Holy Spirit, Jesus said you will be with us forever. And you will abide in us and with us. We acknowledge that in Jesus' name. And we say, fill us afresh. When they had prayed in the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse number 31. Bible said that, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken. And they were all filled again with the Holy Spirit. And they received boldness. Sweet Holy Spirit, fill us again. We acknowledge you. Fill us again. Online and in-house, sweet Holy Spirit, refresh us again. Lift up every burden from off our shoulders. Lift up every burden from off our heart. Every bondage, every addiction, every sin, entanglement, break that yoke from us that we may fellowship with you effectively. Ibrano shanta le atabada Zubrada ka bahadeba Maleban tana mayakaba Matebadeba dosi atabaye Lekelebashu atabatarashi anda Ibrano shanta laba Ibrano shi antala baya Ibrano shanda laba Let some chains be broken by the power of the Holy Ghost Yibaro shi antala every entanglement from the pit of hell every shame every shame every pending shame every orchestrated shame shame from the pit of hell in the name of jesus christ and by the power of the holy ghost let it be dissolved now 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 by the power of the holy ghost sweet holy spirit take over the atmosphere Charge yourself in our lives. Sweet Holy Spirit of the Lord. And meet everyone at the point of your need. Meet everyone at the point of their need. Everyone online. Everyone in house. Meet us all at the point of our need. Sweet holy spirit jesus said that it is good for us that he goes so that you come manifest your goodness in our lives come on do it badosi brada Sandalia. You can start it with me. Is that your prayer? If the Lord wants to start a revival, a revival in the workplace, a revival in the school, a revival in the academic field, a revival in the financial sector. A revival in the business field, a revival in the real estate, a revival in the body of Christ. Are you the one that the Lord is going to use? Then sing it to the Lord. Understanding mind, a receiving heart. Bless your word, breathe over it, and let it be of impact to us. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's say, it believing, Amen. Let's take our seats in heavenly places.
1: Oh God, come with revival.
0: You can start it with me.
1: Oh God, come with revival. Come with
0: revival. You can start it with me. Anytime we talk about the Holy Spirit, it begins to work. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit is the sweetest and the greatest and the most precious gift that the New Testament church could ever have. Telling you something, the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift the sweetest gift, the excellency of the Godhead. You know, if there is any time that is good living, it is in this dispensation. Because by the activity of the Holy Spirit, the church, and for that matter, you and I, and the kingdom of God, will be able and is able and should be able to be at where God wants us to be. The greatest gift that God ever gave, the greatest gift that the church since the time of the Old Testament until the day that Jesus will appear in glory, the greatest gift that the body of Christ has ever had, the saints of the Lord has ever had is the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. He's the Holy Spirit. If there is anything that the believer needs to understand, it's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. He changes everything. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit turns around everything and makes the believer become the believer that God wants him or her to be. The Holy Spirit does not come for us to be able to preach or to cast out devils. No. The Holy Spirit is the custodian of the express power of God. In commerce, in business, you are a realtor. You need the Holy Spirit to excel. In academics, you need the Holy Spirit to excel. Sometimes when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we think it is only confined in the church. How many hours do we spend in the church? We spend more hours outside the church than in the church. The Holy Spirit In as much as the Holy Spirit manifests himself also in the church, ladies and gentlemen, and I being a pastor need the Holy Spirit in order to break the word down for us to understand and then for every forces of darkness to depart from the bodies and the lives of the children of God. So does every believer need the Holy Spirit in every area of their lives. Every area of their lives. Tell me what you are, who you, what you do and I will tell you that the greatest thing that you need to excel there is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. You understand the fellowship of the Holy Spirit you become a high flyer in life. You understand the fellowship of the Holy Spirit TSCs. Because I read in Isaiah chapter 32 and reading from verse number 12 and he said, Then shall they lament from Isaiah chapter 32, reading from verse number 12 all the way to 15. When you understand the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, tears will cease. He said, they shall lament. They shall lament. It means that they shall wail. They shall cry for the teeth, for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine. Why will all these things, instead of... They're celebrating for the the pleasant field and then for the fruitful vine. Why would they be lamenting? Why would they be gnashing their teeth? Why would they be crying? Look at verse number 13. He said, Because upon the land of my people shall come up thorns and briars, yea, upon all the houses of joy and even upon the joyous city. Instead of bringing joy, it will rather become thorns and briars. Verse number 14. He says in the next verse, verse 14, Because the palaces shall be forsaken. Do you understand? And he was talking about his children. He said the palaces shall be forsaken. The multitude of the cities shall be left. It's like there will not be any productivity. He said the fort and the tower that are supposed to bring protection shall be for dense forever. A joy of wild asses and a pasture of flocks until the spirit is poured upon us from on high. And then the wilderness will become a fruitful field. And the fruitful field will be counted for a forest. And then in verse number 16, and he said, and the work of right, verse number 16, then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness until the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, until we understand the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, even judgment cannot be pronounced against the enemy. And then he said that, and then the righteousness, now look at the verse 16, and righteousness will remain in the fruitful field. The, The fellowship with the Holy Spirit is what provokes the excellency and the beauty of righteousness. What that means is that He is the one that will even help us to amplify, to understand, and to live it as the righteousness of Christ. Many people don't even know. Now, look at the next verse, verse number 17. He said, and the work of righteousness shall then be peace. And the effect of righteousness shall be quietness and assurance forever. As a result of understanding the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. A person that Jesus said, it is good that I go so that he will come. This is Jesus speaking. Don't joke with it. I am, let's say I am, The only person that you think that I can be of help to you in a certain situation. You think that, oh, if this man says this, it is enough. And then all of a sudden I come. And then I said that it is good that in this situation I call elder Ezel. And then I said that I will move away. You tell me all the issue and I tell you that I have to move away. For this one, I have to move away for Elder Ezel to come and handle it. It means that in in, 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 in terms of capacity, there is a place that I can get to where he can, I mean, where, where he can get to that I cannot get to. In that respect, do you understand? So here is Jesus talking about going and then he said, I will not leave you as orphans. And then he said, there are greater things than what I did on earth that you will do. But he said, it will happen when the Holy Spirit is come upon you. Amen. And then, one of the statements, ladies and gentlemen, I'll, never for, I'll not stop talking about it, is this state? I began to think about it for a long time. That Jesus is saying that it is good for you that I go. If I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. My goodness. My goodness. And on Sunday, I explained to you that the role of Jesus was to place us in a position for us to manifest the righteousness or become the righteousness of God. Now when you are there, then you need the Holy Spirit to begin to operate the operational abilities of God, which is called the likeness of God. So Jesus brings us to a place called heavenly places. And then in heavenly places, the Holy Spirit takes over from there. Praise the name of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit becomes the operational or is the operational ability of God. When He comes into us, all of a sudden we begin to operate just like how God meant for us in the book of Genesis. Now, why was Jesus so prolific on earth? He was perfect, He was excellent everything fell in place for Jesus what was his secret Act chapter 10 and verse number 38 Act 1038 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and he used Jesus of Nazareth to, for you to for you and I to understand that he was talking about Jesus in his hundred percent human nature how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth how God God anointed Nikki of Memphisboro. Jesus. How God anointed Jada of Memphisboro yeah. with the Holy Ghost and with power. And all of a sudden, Bible said that he went about doing good. The same Jesus that they knew him as a, an apprentice carpenter. All of a sudden when they said, it's not his brothers and sisters with us. All of a sudden, began to operate with power. And then, he went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. What was the secret? Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. When you understand the thing that I'm going to talk about in the next couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. All of a sudden you begin to operate or you become the natural supernatural being you are supposed to be. The life of the believer is supposed to be a supernatural life. Our natural order of life is supposed to be the supernatural. Please, do you understand what I'm talking about? But it does not happen except we understand the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. Look at John chapter 14, verse 16 to 18. Jesus said, John chapter 14, and verse number 16, all the way to 18. And I will pray the Father, can we start from maybe verse number 15? He said, he said, look at verse number 15. Let's start from the previous verse. If you love me, keep my commandments. And then he said, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you for how long? For how long? Amen. Now look at that. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it see him not. Neither knoweth him. But you know him. For he will dwell with you and shall be in you. is it not powerful? He shall be with you and in you. So, when you become born again, the Holy Spirit comes into you. Because all of a sudden, your body becomes a temple for him. Like he said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and verse number 16 to 17. When you become born again, He comes to indwell in you. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God does what? Come on, tell me. He does what? Look at the next verse. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God also destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So when you become born again, you become A container or no, not a container. A carrier. Okay? A carrier of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the custodian of the power of God on earth. Listen, I told you on Sunday that God is not on earth. God is seated on the throne. And Jesus is seated at his right hand side. Making intercession for us. The God part or the third part of God. That oversees the activities on earth. is called the Holy Spirit. So when you understand relationship with the Holy Spirit, it brings you to a place of dominance on the earth. Please, do you understand it? Now, he said, which temple ye are? Now, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus in Luke chapter 3. Reading from verse number 21 to 22. Look at Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Now, when all the people were being baptized, it came to pass. Somebody say, it came to pass. that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heavens were opened. Now, and the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, and the Holy Ghost. Descended upon him in a bodily shape, like a dove upon him. And then, a voice came from heaven and said, you are my well-beloved son. Indeed, I am well pleased. Matthew chapter number 17 verse 5. That is another version of this. Another eyewitness account of this. Now, the eyewitness account in Matthew is going to add something that Luke didn't add. Okay? Now, while he spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Do what? Hear Do what? Hear so the same Jesus who nobody was hearing. The same Jesus who nothing was responding to. All of a sudden, when the Holy Ghost came upon him, validated him and then said from today, hear him. And then all of a sudden, fishes started hearing him. Jesus will preach at a place and then he said, launch out into the deep and all of a sudden things will begin to happen. They will say people with certificates and people with experience will say that we have toiled all night. We have not got anything. Nevertheless, at thy word. Why did they say nevertheless at thy word? Because understanding fellowship with the Holy Spirit gives credibility to your voice. Why would the demons in Acts chapter 19 from verse number 13 to 15 say that Paul I know, Jesus I know. Who are you? Because these were people, listen, listen. It was Paul that came to give us the revelation about the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't introduce the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. He only introduced the, 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 the person of the Holy Spirit. It was Paul that came by the revelation of heaven who came to give us the doctrine and the introduction of the ministry of the holy spirit who spoke to us about the gift of the holy spirit so paul had a relationship with the holy spirit jesus had a relationship with the holy spirit no wonder the elements of nature listen to them so the holy spirit understanding fellowship with the holy spirit makes your life on earth as a believer the supernatural order of life Things begin to hear you. Things begin to listen to you. Things begin to respond to you. One day, Jesus was walking. And then all of a sudden, the people came. They said, You have to pay tax. He said, Okay, where do you have money? Um, um, Judas, do you have money? He said, Jesus, we've used all the money. He said, Okay, Peter, you are the fisherman. Take your net, go into the sea. The first fish you catch, there is money in the mouth. Supernatural occurrences. Well, you know, here when you heard that somebody went to the pump and then all of a sudden put it in, he was just going to go pay. He saw that the thing was blue, and then that... you had a testimony of LP Agnes also. Yeah. Right in an exam, and then the person comes, he said, "This one is wrong. This one is wrong. This one is wrong. This is the answers." Ladies and gentlemen, listen. Let me tell you something. God wants your life to be supernatural. It is a product of understanding the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And from tonight in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ, your life will assume the supernatural in Jesus' name. Send me a believing, amen. amen. When the Holy Spirit comes in us, he will be upon us. And ladies and gentlemen, all of a sudden, we will begin to become the kind of species of human beings the Lord created us to be. So now, let's start or let's continue from 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 14. By the way, you remember that on last week Wednesday, I told you about something that happens in church anytime we come. Hallelujah. Who remembers? What happens in church when we come? Speak out. There is a blast sprinkling. How many of you remember it? Yeah, because once again, let me just say that before I go here. Once again, the devil doesn't know you. Listen, the only way that, listen, because when you are born again, your identity is hidden in Christ. So the devil doesn't know you after the old nature. However, certain things can stain your dress. That is how the devil accuses us before the father. Please do you understand? So your identity, he doesn't know. Because there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither male nor female. There is neither born or free. In Christ Jesus, we are all equal. Do you understand? Right. So yeah. certain um, choices that we make in life stains our dresses. And so the devil now begins to follow you by reason of the stain. So when we come to church like this, you will not see it. But according to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, to the blood of sprinkling, right? And as the blood is sprinkling, what does it do? It is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. So, it washes us. You see, that is why it is important that you be in church. Yeah. Because it washes us. It washes us. So, by the time we finish service and we cross over and we get out, your garment is pure white. The enemy is not able to identify you again. Now he begins to find out which one is Connor. Which one is the one that I was policing. Which one is Nikki. The one that I'm policing. It is no more there. Which one is Angie. The one I'm policing. It is no more there. Because they're blood. Now why am I saying this? Because the Lord told me that when we leave here tonight. There will be a new thing that he will do in our lives. Today I had a man of God visit me. He came all the way from. Ohio, I think Cincinnati, Ohio and then he came to visit me. When he came and then he sat down in in my office he said, man of God. The kind of fire revolving around this area I was even afraid. Praise the name of Jesus. There is going to be a new wave of newness in this house. And it is going to start from the close of this month. Everybody will see it. There's going to be a new paradigm shift. Something has broken in the realms of the spirit, and it is going to be seen. I pray that God will make each and every one of us a partaker of it in Jesus' name. So, 2 Corinthians 13 and verse number 14. He started by saying, The grace. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And the communion of the Holy Ghost. Be with you all. Now. He has summarized. How the life of everybody on earth must be. This statement. 2 Corinthians 13.14. Is about the life of every believer. Now. The love of God generated the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Bible says in the book of John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave. And who is that only begotten son that he gave? And in John chapter 1 and verse number 14. Bible says that he is full of grace and of truth. Now in Titus chapter 2. And verse number 11. And verse number 12. Now I hope you are writing the scriptures. Now I said that. The love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him. Shall not perish but have everlasting life. The love of God. Was what pushed him. To release the grace of God. Which is through Jesus Christ. Praise the name of Jesus. And then. The grace of Jesus Christ generated the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Please, do you understand it? So let me quickly give you the scriptures. Number one, John chapter 3 verse 16. The love of God. It pushed him. He loved the world so much that by that, he gave us something that is called grace. And the grace of the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, through Jesus Christ, in the book of um, John chapter 1 and verse number 14. He said, Jesus was full of truth and of grace. And in the book of Titus, chapter 2, and verse number 11 and 12. Let's read Titus chapter 2, and verse number 11 and 12. He said, And the grace of God, uh, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. Look at verse number 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Praise the name of Jesus. So the love of God gave us the grace of God. And the grace of God gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26. Look at John 14, 26. John 14, 26. By the comforter. Somebody say the comforter. Which is the Holy Ghost. Whom the Father will send in my name. So do you get the calculations now? The love of God gave us the grace of God. The grace of God gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is what makes us complete in him. Please do you understand? Now, so man of God, how come... We, you are saying we have the Holy Spirit, but we are not seeing the manifestation of all the things. Why are we still dealing with certain addictions? Why are we still dealing with certain issues? Because, ladies and gentlemen, even though he dwells in us and he is with us always, it is our fellowshipping with him that makes his work in us manifest. Do you know that you can be in the car with somebody you can travel for four hours and you not say a word to each other. Yeah. Whatever is in the person's head is in the person's head. Whatever is in your head is in your head. You can sit in the aircraft with somebody. The fact that somebody is your seat mate doesn't mean that you are going to talk with a person. Sometimes you can journey the whole whatever. Nobody is talking to anybody. At a, at a point in time, you may even be frustrated. Hallelujah. Why is he not saying anything? And then he may also be thinking, why is this guy also not speaking anything? Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so even though the Holy Spirit is the custodian, please watch me and listen. Even though the Holy Spirit is the custodian of the power of God on earth for the believer. And Jesus said it is important and good for us that he go so that he will come. And then he will teach us all things and lead us into all truth and order our steps so that we can fulfill destiny. It will not manifest except we consciously understand the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So, we understand and appreciate the love of God. We all know it. We understand and appreciate the grace of God. But how many of us appreciate, understand and appreciate the fellowship of the Holy Spirit? So that, you see, so that becomes the stagnation point. We know the love of God. I mean, you can't preach about the love of God. When you go out there, you preach about the love of God. God loves us. God loves you. It doesn't matter this and that and that. God loves you. And he gave Jesus. When you receive Jesus, grace, you are born again. But we leave it there. We don't let people, and it is because we ourselves, we are not conscious of it. We don't have an understanding of the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. So, we are like, now let me give a, a very typical example. It is like, how many of us have been at a place, you really, you really needed to contact somebody. And then you checked your mobile phone and unexpectedly the battery was dead. And then it was off. And you needed to really contact somebody. Because you needed certain help. Can I see your hand up if you are? That is how believers, many believers are. So, the Holy Spirit is the power that powers the believer. But because we are not fellowshipping with Him, we are not charging Him. So, He's dead. He's not dead in us, but He's inactive in us. So, the phone is powerful, it is the latest phone. You are the latest believer anointed, empowered, but the anointing and the empowerment is not working. Because the battery is new, but the battery is not charged. It is our fellowship with the Holy Spirit that charges the manifestation of the works of the Holy Spirit in us. What made the The New Testament church, the the apostles of old, what made them different from us? What made them different from us is that in their days, they understood the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. But in our days, we don't understand. We read the Bible, we pray, we fast, we do all the religious activities. But except for one, which is the most important of all, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. The fact that you pray doesn't mean that you fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit is different from prayers. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit is different from fasting. Fellowshipping from with the Holy Spirit is different from tithing. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit is different from any other. When you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, listen, it makes our lives smooth. I'm telling you. Listen, watch me. In the days of the apostles of old, when they were facing dire persecution and martyrdom, they would put some of them, look at me, they would put some of them before hungry lions and they would tear them apart in the presence of other believers to deter them. They would put, sometimes they would tie their feet together and then their hands at their back like that, their faces on the ground, and then they will tie them to chariots and horses will be running and then, then on, on the street. And then you can imagine, you can imagine, but these people will not give up, these people will not throw in the towel, these people will not deny Jesus. These people will be, they, they said that, listen, one day they wanted to kill Peter, and then they said, We will crucify you. Peter said, Don't crucify. How are you going to crucify me? They said, We will put your your hands on the cross like that and nail it like we did to Jesus. He said, It will be an indictment, and it will be it will be it, it, it will let me depreciate the honor I give to my master. Therefore, crucify me, but with my head turned upside down. What will let these people do that? What will make them so powerful? The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. They understood. Going beyond, ladies and gentlemen, all the religious activities to having fellowship. Koinonia. Koinonia. Mixture with something in parts to become one. When we talk of koinona, uh, K-O-I-N-O-I-N-A, it means mixture in parts until it becomes one. Now, when you see this water standing here, scientist says that it is made up of two chemical components. Hydrogen and oxygen. H2O. Two parts of hydrogen, one part of oxygen makes water. But when you see this, you are not seeing hydrogen. You are not seeing oxygen. You are seeing the come out of the mixture. When there is koinona, there is a mixture. You are not separated from the Lord. There is a mixture, you are not different from the Lord. There is a mixture, you are just like God. So Bible says that in Enoch, they called them Christians because they were Christ-like. Because they had had a fellowship, a relationship. They had mixed up, they have flowed together with the Holy Spirit until now they were one with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when people marry for a very long time and you see them, they resemble each other. Do you know why? Because, listen, because, 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 uh, 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 biologically, they have exchanged fluid until now, certain, certain part of this person has entered into this and certain part of this one has entered into that and they have grown to become like one. When you have koinona with the spirit of God, it comes to a point in time when you appear at a place, they don't know whether it is you that has appeared or it is the Holy Spirit. Oh, and that is when you begin to represent God in the rightful way. Now, you begin to operate with the mind of Christ. You begin to operate with the heart of Christ. Shh. You begin to understand the voice of the Holy Spirit. How come you are a believer and you can't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? In Acts chapter 8, verse number 26. Look at Acts chapter 8, Ramon, verse number 26. The angel of the Lord said unto um, Philip, Please read it with me. And the angel of the Lord, What, 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 what spoke unto Philip? Come on, flow with me. What spoke unto Philip? Online, are you there? And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down, from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is the desert. Now, who was speaking to Philip here? Now, verse number 27. Look at 27. So, Philip... He arose and went there, and then he saw a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury. And Babu said that he had come to Jerusalem to worship verse 28. Look at 28. who was returning sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. But look at 29. Can we read together? Ready go.) Shh. Wait, take your time. In verse 27, in verse 26, who spoke to Philip? And in verse 29, who is speaking to Philip again? When you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, when he speaks, you can't doubt his voice. You didn't get that one you will be able to know when it is an angel speaking to you, when it is a human being speaking to you, when it is a devil speaking to you, and when it is the power of God speaking to you. When Bible said that test all spirits, he was talking about coming to the place of fellowship with the spirit so that you can be able to design between voices. Because every decision we take on earth is governed by a voice we hear that statement don't forget it. every decision that is why one of your prayers every day must be Lord may I hear your voice And you hear in the Old Testament and this one heard the voice of the and the voice of the Lord what I said is that every decision anybody takes on earth is governed by a voice. there is always a voice. there is always a voice, Johnny. Whether you like it or yes. Don't say that, well, I decided. There is something that spoke to you. Nobody on earth can take a decision without a voice speaking to them. Whatever decision you take, whether good or whether bad. It was governed by a voice which you cannot see but you can hear in your subconscious. Which made you settle for that understanding the voice of the spirit will make you an authority in life because he is the creator of the day. If he tells you, put your leg here, he knows what he's saying. Jesus. Amen. Maybe it is good. <laughs> and as I'm preaching, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost is transforming the mind of people. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we are on the prayer line And then we finish and then somebody will say God bless you. And immediately I know the voice of the person. Sometimes I say Angie God bless you too because I know the voice. Somebody will say Papa God bless you. Immediately. I I, I don't know the names. Uh, uh, You won't see the names but I can be able to decipher from the voice. Because I have fellowship with you for a certain period of time. Now your voice is recognizable in my ears. And my voice is... One day, I was almost sleeping into 15 minutes of the prayer line because I had just slept around... I had just slept around 1.15 and I set my alarm at 2.45. Say, so I said, I want to take a quick 30 minutes nap. And I nearly took more. In fact, I was taking more in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I saw a call on my phone and it startled me and it woke me up. And it was somebody. So when I picked it, he said, Papa, we are on the prayer line. I'm not hearing your voice. So I'm calling to check. I said, my goodness. <laughs> but when I joined the prayer line, there was mega fire. You could, you could feel fire. You could feel fire. And I said, we didn't know this fire. This person was not hearing my voice and decided to call me. Because we have fellowship together. She knows the voice of Papa when he's on the line. When one, one of the tragic instances in life is to hear a voice that is not the voice of God. Look at what the Bible said in John chapter 10. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And they know me. And a stranger's voice, they will not follow. So when a sheep follows a stranger's voice, it means the sheep doesn't have fellowship with the shepherd. So, and then you are following. And you are following. Praise the name of Jesus. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? So, every voice is leading you into direction. Go here. Hey! You are there. Come here. You are there. Do this, you are there. So, you you keep saying that, Papa, I've tried everything. Why must you try everything? You must do what he says you should do. Not try everything. You are not supposed to try everything. You are not supposed to try everything. You are not a jack of all trades, a master of none. You are supposed to do what he tells you to do. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? Say Holy Spirit. Spirit. From today. today. I can't hear you. Say from today. today. Carry me. me. In your wings. In In fellowship. In In Acts chapter 16. In Acts chapter 16. (laughs) Now. From verse number 15. Let's start from verse number 15. Look at that. she besought us saying, sorry, start from verse number 6. Acts chapter 16. And verse number 6. Now, when they had gone throughout Phygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. The Holy Ghost can even tell you that don't preach to this person. One day in the book of Acts chapter 19, Antonio, In Acts chapter 19, Paul and Silas had gone somewhere to preach. And all of a sudden, a demonized girl, listen to this story very well. I think Acts chapter 19, we can start from maybe verse number 15 or so. Now, this demonized girl, Mrs. Antonio, all of a sudden, I blessed their marriage in the office. Please, if you are ready to marry, you don't want any trouble, come and see me. We will do it in the office. It was so powerful and beautiful. So powerful. Don't be hiding around. Uh, uh, We uh, we want to do uh, 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 a state-of-the-art wedding. Be be thinking about state-of-the-art wedding. And you are burning and she's burning. You are burning and he's burning. And then, and then, and then, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Come, Papa, we want to bless our marriage. We will do it in the office. You carry your wife away and then you go and fight. In the spirit, not physically. Hallelujah. Somebody say me are believing amen. amen. All you need is the blessing of the Lord, and I declare that from today. By the witnesses, you are now husband and wife. Of course, of course, you go to I'll let you go and register it, and then and then you bring your witnesses. Oh, they had their mom on the line, it was beautiful. No trouble wahala while here, amen. And then oh, don't let anybody know that we are dating. What, what is your mindset? Why, why are you doing that? Amen. Maybe this one is an interjection that the Holy Spirit want to deliver somebody. Say me a believing, Amen. Ah, <laughs> and the evil spirit answered, "No, no, no. Give me. <laughs> See Acts chapter sixteen. Acts chapter sixteen, and then go with me to verse number." 17, I believe. Give, give me verse number 7. Uh huh. Start from verse number 15. Ah. Don't complicate your work with the Lord. If you come before me, immediately you must understand that we are going to marry. I ask you, would you marry her? Yes. Would you also marry him? Yes. Oh, okay. Do you have a room? Yes. That is all. You don't need TV. You are more than a television set, the two of you. When you start marrying, you are more than a television set. What other entertainment do you need? Ask somebody sitting by you. When you marry, what other entertainment do you need? When me and my wife went for honeymoon, we didn't need any entertainment. We were more than entertained, and we really we rarely entertain ourselves. Somebody say me a believing amen. Am I preaching? <laughs> I am healing somebody here. Save me a believing amen. And when she was baptized, and her household, she besought us saying that we should stay for some time. Verse number 16. Look at verse 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination. One day, somebody asked me, Is that Papa? And my mother-in-law went to consult these psychics. And then they said this and this and this about the situation. What do you think? I said, in the name of Jesus, I don't confirm the words of psychics. Now look at that. And it came to pass. As we went to prayer, they had gone for a prayer meeting. This story is sweet. Don't lose me here, Charles. A certain damsel possessed with with a spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Now look at me, look at me. Then the same followed Paul and us. And cried saying that, these men are the servants of the Most High, which show show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. Somebody say "Many many days. If it was in our days now, we would think that that is the latest prophetess in town. Charlie, let her come and bless us. Did you hear what she said? She was giving confirmation to my calling. And confirmation to the ministry. And she was giving credibility. And she, Bible say that she was somebody that the people knew and believed in. But, you see, that is what, how come many people make mistakes in life. Because... They don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, because he's a Holy Spirit, he's a very gentle spirit. He doesn't talk through the noise. One of the reasons why we can't hear the, where the voice of the Holy Spirit is because we are choked with noises around us. People are clouded with so much noise. And I'm not talking about physical noise. We have so much noise. I'll come to that anyway. Now, Bible says that all of a sudden, Paul being grieved, and said to the spirit I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of it. And he came out the self same hour. Yeah. Many people have listened to in quote, the angel of the I mean Satan coming as an angel of light because they gave assurance to what they wanted to do. Okay, this is what I want to do. And then somebody comes. My heart is decide, it's not decisive on it. I know that, he, no, I must not get it. But another voice is telling me I get it. And then all of a sudden, now, I want to hear a confirmation saying that get it. So the devil will also package a vessel. Because you do have no fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Every voice goes. That is why many believers are confused. They have heard, oh, this, by this title. Oh, by this title. Oh, by that title. Oh, by that title. Confusing galore. So there is so much noise in their head. And ah, for so this titan that you people have been talking about, they said it belongs to the Old Testament. What are you saying about it? Confused. Confused. Noises, noises. Today, they are here. Tomorrow, they are dead. That, are that, that confusing alone. Praise the name of Jesus. We would have said that, hey, without the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is why anybody that the Lord allows me to invite here is somebody that I know the spirit of. Can't just come around and that. Do you, you, you know what is done here? Behind the pulpit, we distribute spirits every pulpit, behind every pulpit, spirits are distributed. If you don't know, I'm telling you. Don't say that it is just a message. It's just a message. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2, he said, as he spoke unto me, the spirit, which spirit? The spirit behind the word he was saying entered into me. So don't think that, oh, a latest, this thing, uh, 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 prophetess, young prophetess, a spirit of divination, it took fellowship with the Holy Spirit for Paul to know that mm, even though he was giving him credibility, even though she was giving him all the accolade, people listen to her and then the person is saying, that, listen to this person. Will you not listen to the person? But Bible said that he turned around and rebuked the Spirit Many people have listened to voices and taken decisions that have destroyed their godly, blessed destinies. Just because they did not understand or have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But from tonight, fellowship with the Holy Spirit will be sweet. I'm not hearing you. I said, I'm not hearing you. Praise the name of Jesus. Acts chapter ten and verse number nineteen, Peter was praying. Remember, I said that prayers doesn't mean you are fellowshiping with the Holy Spirit. Peter was praying. Bible said that while Peter taught on the vision, the Spirit said unto him. Somebody said the Spirit said unto him. Hallelujah! 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 Can you put your hand on your ears? in the mighty name of jesus lord may our ears pop open into the spiritual realm that we might hear the voice of the spirit jesus name say amen did you hear the testimony of my daughter irama she said i was here i was praying in tongues but i was hearing that is when your ears pop open to the spiritual dimension But all these come as a result of fellowshipping with the Spirit. Now, so what is fellowship with the Holy Spirit? In the Greek, it is called koinonia. K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. Koinonia. And what does it mean? It means to share or mix in parts till it becomes one. To share we share and mix in part until we become one and it is in the area of communion partnership and participation and i'm going to talk briefly about these three so it is in the area of part of communion which is intimacy It is in the area of participation, which is partnership, and it is in the area, I mean, which is um, companionship, and it is in the area of partnership. It is more than being aware of his presence. Many people know that there is a Holy Spirit, but sometimes people don't even know who the Holy Spirit is. And it is so painful that in certain denominations, they don't even want to have anything to do with the Holy Spirit. One of my friends wanted to preach on a certain gospel radio station. And then they said, okay, bring your jingle, your adverts, so that we will listen and then see. And then he said, Reviver, 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 Holy Spirit Action Campaign. They said, not on this radio station. And I'm telling you, I'm on air, I can't mention the name. But it is a radio station after a certain old man of God. They said, no, 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 Mm -mm, not here. No, 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 here. Not on this radio. Praise the name of Jesus. Isn't that pathetic? There are certain denominations. The person who is the custodian of the Godhead power on earth. Hey, what did Jesus say in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8? What did Jesus say in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, darling? He said, and you shall receive. You shall receive. You shall receive after what? The Holy Ghost has come upon you. In fact, Leon, to even be an effective witness, you need the Holy Spirit. Didn't I show you the scripture where the Holy Spirit told them, don't preach in this city? Or oh, you have forgotten it? I showed it to you, right? Now listen to me. Sometimes you meet somebody, the Holy Spirit tells you talk to this person, you start speaking, the person melts and breaks down. That is what happened in Acts chapter 28. I mean, Acts chapter, um, uh, is it 20, sorry, Acts chapter 8, verse 28 downwards, where Peter, I mean, where Philip was told to speak to the Ethiopian, you know, now, can we quickly go there? And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip saying, arise, go toward the south. Now, verse number 27. So he did that, and he saw this Ethiopian um, eunuch. And verse number 28. And he was returning from a church service. And verse number 29, the Spirit said unto him, go near and join yourself to this chariot. Sometimes, eh, listen to me. Sometimes the people that we see on the streets that the Holy Spirit will, will, will tell us to talk to them. They may physically look like, no, this is not a probable candidate for heaven. Do I have witnesses? Sometimes the Lord will be telling you, talk to this, Say, Lord, looking at this guy's nature, looking at this guy's hair, looking at this guy's wicked genes. You know, there are some genes they are called wicked genes. Sometimes you see the wicked genes and you say, hey! Hallelujah. When you see me, I'll explain the wicked genes to you. Amen. You, you go like, no, 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 Lord. Sometimes you see them in a certain postcard. The Lord said, talk to them. Say, hey, even the car is intimidating. But listen to me. She was the, he was the financial minister of the Queen of Ethiopia, Candace. Very wealthy man. Very wealthy man. The spirit said, join yourself to this chariot. Now, look at verse number 30. So, he joined himself to that chariot. The next verse. Philip ran after him. Heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He said, do you understand what you are reading? He said, look at the answer that the man gave. The people that you are afraid of, they need something that you have. The people that you are afraid of, they need something that you have. What they have that you think is intimidating you is actually giving them a problem in their mind. I met somebody. He said, man of God, if I can be able to give all these cars, when he opened his garage, come and see cars, crying. like that. He said, if I can give all these things out in order to sleep soundly one day for even six hours, I will do it. And he said, how can I accept some man to guide me? And then he desired, they are needing us. That is why we are going out on the 15th and 16th. Don't take yourself out. We are invading. One of the places is the MTSU campus. We will not allow occultism to take the land. We will not allow the devil of bestiality and immorality to take the land. We will not allow the devil of confusion. And all manner of mentality that is devilish and hellish to take over them. He said, how can I accept some man explain to me? How can I? And then Philip, he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Now look at the next verse. Verse 32 says that the place of the scripture where he was reading was about Jesus. Verse 33, quickly. Verse number 33, in his humiliation, the judgment, what he went through on earth. Verse number 34, and then the eunuch answered Philip. He said, what is the prophet speaking about? Was he himself or some other man? Remember, this guy was coming from church service. Don't think that everybody in church understands the things of God. That is why when we go out, we talk to anybody. You meet somebody, say that, oh, I'm a believer, oh, I'm born again. Don't receive it just on the surface. Ask him, do you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Or you are just a church goer? Talk to them. Now, and then verse number 35. Look at verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and the Holy Ghost began to preach through him. He preached and preached unto him Jesus. Verse number 36. And as they went their way, they came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What forbids me from being baptized? What must I do to be saved? He got it there. He got it there. Sometimes I meet people, he said, oh, you know, my dad was a preacher. I said, your dad was a preacher. What about you? You think we are going on the ticket of other people? There will be two people on the bed. I'll take one and I'll leave one. And he was talking about your father and your mother. He's not talking about you and your father. Even them that have shed blood together and all. The Lord shall I'll take one and leave the other. Praise the name of Jesus. So, when we talk of fellowship, the first way of fellowshipping with the Lord is through companionship. Companionship. Recognizing his companionship. When you have somebody as your companion, you communicate with the person. You discuss issues with your companion. You begin to share secrets with your companion. Praise the name of Jesus. The first fellowshipping of the Holy Spirit is recognizing his companionship. You got to recognize every day. Listen, prayers is different from recognizing his companionship. One day. The man... um, Isaac was in the field. And then, Bible said that he was meditating. He was fellowshipping with the Lord. And all of a sudden, he lifted up his eyes. He saw Rebekah coming. He said, my goodness, that is my woman. This one is for the master's use. Ram took her, took her to his tent. They became husband and wife. When you fellowship with the Lord, what is yours? When you fellowship with him through companionship, what he does is that he talks to you about the things that have been freely given to you. It doesn't come through prayer. It comes through fellowshipping, through companionship. You see, I was talking about one day, and not just one day. Sometimes I'll be driving. The Holy Ghost will tell me, pull over, pull over. And I'll just pull over. And then when I pull over, sometimes I will feel... You see, he doesn't struggle with people who are so recalcitrant and disobedient. When he tells you do something and you don't do it, he withdraws. Because he's a gentle spirit. So... He tells you, he he told me, he said, pull over. I pulled over. He began fellowshipping with me. I started crying. I was just tearing. I was just weeping. I couldn't control myself. Sometimes we come to church before I'll preach and then we'll be worshiping. And all of a sudden, the companionship of the Holy Spirit will be felt with me. And I'll break down and I'll begin to cry. Not that I decided to cry. But when the companionship of the Holy Ghost is with you, you lose emotions. Yeah. You lose emotions. Sometimes when the companionship of the Holy Spirit is with you, you begin to read a scripture and you know that you have to stop and go somewhere but you want to stop but you can't stop. So you keep digging. You keep digging. You keep digging. You keep digging until you are satisfied. You say what next? Holy Spirit. And you begin to feel the joy of salvation surrounding you. Companionship. It comes with meditating with the Lord. Sometimes you see a verse in the scripture and then you begin to talk to the Holy Ghost. What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of that? Listen, he is a person. The Holy Ghost is not a a dove. He is not a fire. These things represent him. He is not water. He is not the oil. He is a person. Fellowship with him. Jesus was fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit all the time. All the time. All the time. Bible said that when he was baptized, in Luke chapter 4 and verse number 1. Look at Luke chapter 4 and verse number 1. Bible said that, and the Spirit, look at Luke chapter 4. Let's start reading from verse number 1. And Jesus, be you full of the Holy Spirit. You can be full of the Holy Spirit without fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. When you are born again, you are full of the Holy Spirit. But the manifestation is different. Bible said And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led. This is when his relationship, koinona, Koinonia, with the Holy Spirit began. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And verse number 14. Look at verse number 14. He was full of the Holy Spirit. When he had fellowship with the Holy Spirit, then he returned in the power. So he was full of the Holy Ghost without any power. And then fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit activated the fullness of the Holy Ghost in him. And he returned with power. And Bible said that all of a sudden his fame began to go all over. That business began to transcend the borders of that town. That academic record began to break. People are going to shatter academic record in this house. I speak prophetically in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus. I said people will shatter academic record in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus. People will rise. I see see an army of entrepreneurs arising out of nowhere, without any resources, without any background, without any story, without any experience. Am I prophesying to somebody? Without any knowledge, but by fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, they will come out as the best. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I told you of an encounter that I had whilst I was in a pensive mood with the Holy Spirit and then I went into a public restroom now I wanted to use the place. It was so dirty, so bad. The speed with which people entered, they came out. And I was going out. The spirit said, no. If you want to keep it, if you want to clean it, you can keep it. And I started. And then all of a sudden, I saw help coming. And then when I finished, I came out of the encounter. The Lord said, everyone that I bring has a gem and it's a potential wealth changer. And by the way, the Lord sent me The mandate of the Lord is that go and raise me a supernaturally minded breed of believers and kingdom minded entrepreneurs into whose hands I will channel the resources of the land for the advancement of my kingdom and for putting the devil at bay. So I am not just a mere preacher. I have an assignment and a mandate and my mandate is to become and to lead the people of God into an arena of supernaturally taking over. In every area and in every field that they find themselves. And I see you as part of the army. It doesn't matter whether you are online or you are in-house. I'm seeing that in ministry we are taking over. I'm seeing that in academics we are taking over. I'm seeing that in commerce we are taking over. I'm seeing that in every area of life we are taking over. Take over in Jesus name. I said take over in Jesus name. Let the healing power of the Lord come upon you. Say I receive it. Sit down for a minute and two. Companionship. fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost. Starts with companionship. Sometimes when there is an issue and then they arrest somebody. Now, they begin to find his companions. Who are his companions? Those that are closer to him. Peradventure. Peradventure. The notion is that your companion may probably know something about what you did. Because we share secrets with companions. When the Bible says that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, he was talking about the secret of the Lord with the companions of the Holy Spirit. With the companions of the Holy Spirit. You want to do something. Look at, and I was saying it on the prayer line. I was saying on the prayer line. In the book of Genesis, chapter 18. Look at verse number 18. Kendra. Genesis 18 and verse number 18. And Bible says that. And the Lord. Now start with me from verse number 16. Sega, start with me from verse number 16. Genesis chapter 18 and verse number 16. So Bible said that, so the men rose up to go and they looked towards Sodom and Abraham was going to escort them. And verse number 17, when you have companionship with the Lord, the secret of the Lord is with you. And the Lord said, hey, 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 Rama, in 24 hours, a whole nation was going to be blown apart. There was a righteous man in the nation. He didn't know that the nation in which he was was going to be blown apart. There was, however, another righteous man in another nation. And the Lord began to download to this righteous man in another nation what he was going to do in another nation where the righteous man was. And he didn't know what was the difference between the two of them companionship. Abraham spent time. When you start reading from Genesis chapter 18, look at verse number 1. Genesis chapter 18, I draw verse number 1. Bible said that, and Abraham, the Lord appeared unto him. Look at that. In the place of Mamre, as he sat in the tent door, in the heat of the day, the pressure that was upon Abraham did not stop him from fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost. Sometimes people miss the fellowship of the Holy Ghost because of the pressures that they are going through. They say that I pray for this. I have not gotten it so I don't even know anything about this God. I don't even believe these things that you are talking about. In the pressure of the day. Bible said that in the heat of the day. In the heat of the day. When the pressure was unbearable. When everything looked like it was going against him. Yet he saw the angels of the Lord. In the next verse, verse number 2. And Babu said that he lifted up his eyes. He looked and saw the three men. And they were standing by him. And he saw them. And he ran to them. I see the glory cloud of the Lord all over the atmosphere. In the heat of the day. He ran to them. He ran to them. Fellowship with them. And then said. Bowed himself unto them. He said it doesn't matter. The heat that I'm seeing. It doesn't matter the situation surrounding me. I have prayed and prayed and prayed. It looks like I'm not seeing the result. Ladies and gentlemen, and by this time that I'm talking about, the Lord had given him a prophecy and a promise 24 years before. Before, he was praying. He was sacrificing, but he never had fellowship with the Lord. He never had companionship with the Lord. Until in Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 18, he came, the Lord came, and then he had compa- he had companionship with the Lord. Verse number 2, he said that, then he bowed his face to the ground. Verse number 3, and then Babu said that, and he said, my Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, pass me not away. I pray thee, I pray thee. I pray thee, let's have a little co- let's have a little companionship can we speak for some time Holy Spirit, can we talk for some time, and then they began talking and they began communicating and then they began celebrating, and then Bible said that, look at the next verse, verse number 4, and Bible said that, let me give you a little water, in the midst of pressure in the midst of pressure In the midst of pressure. In the midst of pressure. And I pray you that I fetch some water for you. And I wash your feet. In companionship, we love on the Lord. We love on him. In companionship, we lavish love. You love on him. You just begin to lie down in your bed. Lord, I love you, Holy Spirit. He said, Holy Spirit, sometimes when I'm going to preach, I'm coming to preach, I take a seat, I, I put one here, and I sit down. I say, Holy Spirit, let me begin to tell you what I have gathered. If it is not so, please remove it. If it is so, please confirm it sometimes I will be in the restroom sometimes I will be naked in the shower and the message will start coming because fellowship companionship will download the mysteries and the secrets of the Lord unto you and it will make you a high flyer in life so Paul said I do not come to you with the enticing words of men but I come to you with the excellent of the power of God the excellency of the power of God is a product of complete fellowship with the Holy Spirit we pray but we don't know the fellowship of the Holy Spirit so we we remain as mere men we remain as mere people the secret of the Lord was downloaded to somebody who had companionship communicating. Sometimes, when you are sensitive to the spirit, during your break time, the Holy Ghost will tell you, I want to talk to you. Hey, the Holy Ghost talks. Somebody say the Holy Ghost talks. He talks. Listen, he doesn't talk to pastors alone. He doesn't talk to prophet. He talks to every believer. That is big. That is big. He talks to every believer. And he talks everywhere. I love it. He talks everywhere. From today, the Holy Ghost will talk to you expressly. Am I talking to somebody? And do you believe it? Then you better receive it. I said the Holy Ghost will talk to you expressly. Hallelujah. When you get off all the noises, the many there are many obstructions that interfere when I'm talking to you, sometimes when you are listening to a radio and then you want to get the station but it will be making some other noises and you feel interferences what do you do? You fine tune it. Some of us the noises around us are certain other physical companionship that we have so we cannot feel the companionship of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a jealous spirit Bible say that for the Lord is a jealous God. The spirit of the Lord is a jealous God. When he realizes that his companionship has been taken over, sometimes by your love for money. Sometimes by your love for other material things. Bible say that my spirit will no longer strive with man. And then he'll begin to redraw companionship the second way that we fellowship with the Holy Spirit is recognizing his partnership. The first one is companionship the second one is partnership First Corinthians 3: 9 he said we are joint workers we are joint laborers with the Lord we fellowship with him understanding the partnership that we have with him. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For we are laborers together. Somebody say together. So, you want to take a certain decision. Say that, Lord, this is what I want to do. Now, when you are a partner with somebody, your investment goes in, his investment comes in. So, Lord, like I'm telling you, I sit the Holy Ghost down. I personalize him. I know. And I said, this is the message I'm going to preach. Because I don't want to preach the enticing words of men. Neither do I want to preach motivational words. Now, I read in 2 in, in Timothy and I came to understand that there is the doctrine of devils. And there is the doctrine of seducing spirits. And we have the doctrine of men. I said, Lord, I want to teach and preach a word in season that is capable of transforming lives. Talk to the Holy Ghost. He is closer than with all apology the dress you are wearing. Yeah. And he is closer to every believer at every time in every word. Just that at certain places you will not hear his audible voice. Because if he tells you don't go here and you go, he will be there but he will be inactive. But if he tells you go here and you go there he will surprise you. May the Holy Ghost surprise somebody in Jesus name. In 24 hours in 24 hours may the Holy Ghost bring a surprise your way. Mark Chapter 16, verse number 19 to 20. Verse number 19 to 20. Recognize his partnership. So, after the Lord has spoken unto them, when Jesus has spoken, he was received up into the heaven and sat on the right hand of God. So, you see where he is. Do you see where he is? Now, look at the next verse. Verse 20. But they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. So, which Lord was he talking about? the Holy Spirit. Partnering with them. Working with them and confirming the word with signs, wonders and miracles. Say sweet Holy Spirit from today I recognize your partnership in my academics, in my raising of my children in my marriage in my business in my destiny and my future number three How do we fellowship with the Holy Spirit? By recognizing communion with him. Communion means intimacy. Communion means I come into you, you come into me. We commune with our partners. In the bedroom. Same here believing, amen. I'm talking about, when I talk about partners, I'm talking about husbands and our wives. We have communion with them. Before you take me out and say that, Papa said, I should communicate, I should commune with you. So let's go and commune. Same here, believe in amen. Let he who have ears. Communion is becoming overwhelmed by the person and the person becoming overwhelmed with you. And then you find yourself in another world. When you commune with the Holy Spirit, it is intimacy. It is like sexual intercourse for clarity of explanation. There is no nakedness. I mean, there is no coverings. There is no shyness. When you have intimacy with the Holy Spirit, you are able to open up to Him and tell Him, Holy Spirit, did you see that I'm dealing with this? I can't help it. Take it out. And you give him the chance to take it out. Sometimes we tell him, but we don't give him the chance. Sometimes we tell him, but we don't give him the chance. Because I said that, Holy Spirit, take it from me. So, assuming you are the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, take it from me. Now, look at it. As the Holy Spirit is taking I want to. I want to just keep it. Can I keep it one more? Holy Spirit, take it from me. But I want to keep it just for the last time. Holy, please, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I, I, one more, one more. Holy, Holy Ghost. Okay, this one, the last time. I promise you, the last time, Holy Spirit. And then sometimes when the Holy Spirit is taking, he said, "Oh, no, no, Holy Spirit, no, 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 Holy Spirit, <laughs> Holy Spirit, I don't want you to." But I can also let you have it. Is it practical? Come on, is it practical? So, <laughs> intimacy. I have never seen a husband and a wife in certain things with certain things. You have to remove certain things. Man of God, is it true? Yes. You are married. Is it true? Yeah. You have to remove certain things, right? Before a intimacy can happen. Here you are in intimacy and you are wearing this your jeans. You, and not that you are making even an avenue. You are complete. It doesn't work like that. So we want to have fellowship of intimacy. But we are clothed With so many gatherings, the Holy Spirit said, Just give it to me. So you give it to him like this. And now he puts it behind, and then he comes and he embraces you, and you begin to have intimacy. Do you see that? But this becomes a major obstacle. How can I hug this man with this thing here? I may even end up choking his eyes. Look at the way this thing is pointed. And then I said, you, "You see that he's running away." So sometimes, okay, look at that. So, I want Holy Spirit. I want to have fellowship with you, but what you are holding is capable of destroying and damaging the sweet Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, "Son, I want to have this fellowship with you, but this thing that you are holding can damage me." <laughs> Intimacy. Somebody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I want to have intimacy. Come on, I can't hear you. I want to have intimacy. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Write these points down and let's pray. When you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Number one. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Just write them down. What does it mean? Of course, Ephesians chapter 3, sorry, chapter 4, verse 30. I can't keep this because it's just one more page. Now, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. He said, grieve not the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to grieve the Holy Spirit? Putting personal interest above His. Number two, sinful attitudes that we can't let go. These things grieve the Holy Spirit. Number one, putting personal interest above His. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Let the things of God be your priority. Say me a believing, amen. Love the Lord more than parties. Love the Lord more than anything. Many people... Want the Lord, but they don't want to love Him above any other thing. What does it mean not to grieve the Holy Ghost when we are devoid of pride, anger, bitterness, offenses, the lust of the flesh and the eyes? Number two, don't quench the Holy Spirit. The first one, when you are having, excuse me, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. For effective fellowship, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Number two, don't quench the Holy Spirit. How do we quench the Holy Spirit? With unbelief and familiarity. Unbelief. Ah, what is this thing that they are doing? They are falling, falling. What kind of church service do is that? You are quenching the Spirit. Unbelief. No, 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 no. This thing, ah. This testimony that he gave. Ah, so, do you think it can be true? No, no, no. This one, eh, no, this one. Eh, it is not. You are, you are quenching the spirit. You may never see his glory in your life. I believe everything that the Holy Ghost does. I believe everything. Yeah, and that is why in this church, even if you don't believe, because I, being the leader, I believe. You will see the miracle. Yeah. Listen. Sometimes eh, the understanding of your leader can determine where you'll be. Yeah. Yeah. When Jesus said to the disciples, This kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting, he was not talking to the congregation, he was talking to the leaders of the congregation. How do we quench the spirit? by murmurings when we murmur. I've served God for a very long time and I'm not seeing anything. Even this boy that just came to church look at the testimonies he's getting. What have I done? God, what have I done? Are we even paid tight again? Are we even served again in the church? When you start murmuring it leads you to a place of resentment from the position where God has placed you and from the service He wants you to render. And it affects the effectiveness of your relationship with the Lord. What brings quenching of the spirit? Prayerlessness. 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 I'm hitting there, baby. That is why we thank God for the prayer line. At least join. You know that you may never get time to pray. Join the prayer line. And the good thing is that we pray a minimum of two times a day. So can't you just find some arena and pray? And when I start praying, then I'm sleeping. Join the prayer line. It is better to come on the prayer line and sleep than to be sleeping on your bed without prayer atmosphere. At least the prayer line will be buzzing. Hey, ha, hey, ha. And you are asleep. But there is prayer going on in the atmosphere. And at least sometimes, whilst the prayer is going on on the atmosphere, you can encounter a very powerful encounter. Meanwhile, when we leave you for the 24 hours, you won't pray three minutes. Why will you not join the prayer line? Sometime noon dash, 12 to 12.30. Hot prayers. Can't you just join? Sometimes in the evenings, prayerlessness quenches the spirit. Number three, don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about effectiveness in prayer. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Number one, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Number two, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Number three, don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to blaspheme the Holy Spirit? (laughs) To blaspheme the Holy Spirit means to live in unforgiveness. Do you know why? The Lord said, the only sin. Matthew chapter 12, verse 31 to 32. Look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 31 to 32. Matthew 12, 31 to 32. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Look at the next verse. Whosoever speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world, neither in the world to come. And the only sin that the Lord says is unforgiving is the sin of unforgiveness. Mark chapter 11. And verse number 26. Mark 11, 26. And the Lord said, Anyone, he said, If you do not forgive, neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespass. Now, do you know why unforgiveness is the sin of blasphemy? Because here is the Holy Spirit in you. And one of the major activities of the Holy Spirit in you is to convict the world of sin. Now, he convicts you of what you are supposed to repel out of your life. Yet, by the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you are forgiven and I am forgiven. Yet, we are not able to forgive others. So, it means that we are becoming an impedance to the activity of the Holy Spirit through us in other people's lives. Do you understand it? The sin of unforgiveness. That is why no believer must come to the place. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen, what somebody did to you. Never come to the place of saying that this thing, Jeddah, that you have done to me, I can never forgive you. You are blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. Unforgiveness. So there are many people in the church that are blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. Yet they come. Sweet Holy Spirit. And sometimes they sing with a certain voice. When it's about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is... Say, you have blasphemed against me. That is power. And finally, number four. How do we have effective fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Be intoxicated with him. Ephesians 5.18. Be intoxicated with him. Follow me, do it for me. Be intoxicated with him. It means that, look at it. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled, be intoxicated with the spirit. Have you seen somebody intoxicated with alcohol before? That is what it means when you're intoxicated with the spirit. You tell the person that, hey, be careful, there is a gutter there, be careful how you jump. And then he will jump an imaginary gutter and land in the real gutter. Do you understand it? You, they, they, when somebody is intoxicated with alcohol, they don't mind what they are telling you. They are as bold as the alcohol bottle. So, Paul, the writer, is saying that just the way people operate, when they are intoxicated with alcohol, operate like that. When you are intoxicated with the spirit, for effective fellowshipping when people are intoxicated they talk about that alcohol brother i found a new bottle let me go and show you this bottle is a1 how come you think you are fellowshipping with the holy spirit and by the intoxication of the holy ghost you can't talk to anybody about the lord jesus you are not yet intoxicated and this is my roommate the way her life is this is my roommate the way his life is you are not intoxicated yet when you have effective fellowship with the Holy Spirit they tell you here we don't preach you say I'll preach for you to sack me Amen. they say here yeah, we don't do this by the time they are saying that you have already finished doing it when people are intoxicated they see you and they tell you what they want to tell you later on when they come back to themselves they say you know <laughs> baby you know I was under the influence of alcohol pretend to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit and share Jesus All right. share him yeah. close your eyes <laughs> let's just use the next five minutes to wrap up everything Somebody lift up your voice, man. Somebody lift up your voice, Somebody lift up your voice, Can you be on your feet for the next three minutes? I worship you. Lord. I worship. I'ma push it up to the spirit.
1: Push it to him. You are
0: here. Journey all around. I worship you. If you can lift up your hands, lift up your hands to the heaven. I worship you. Whatever you want to do, the presence of the Holy Spirit is so mighty here. Shabbat, Emaroshi, Brenda, come. with you fellowship with you I want to have intimacy with you I want to have partnership with you I want to have. I want to have participation with you Holy Spirit lift up your voice pray pray just one minute just one minute recognizing intimacy with him recognizing companionship with him recognizing partnership with him holy spirit i want to be so sensitive to you 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 Matereba Karabaya Talabaya. Yabana dos Shantalabaia Bosana. Yibra no si atabata baya. Yes, Lord in the name of Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit. Right now. Can there be very silence? Let there be very silence. Absolute silence. The Holy Ghost is going to open your ears. The activation of the Holy Ghost is going to bubble out from the inside. All of a sudden, you feel that awesome presence. That awesome presence. Sometimes it is like goosebumps, sometimes it is like the drizzle, sometimes it is like some chills. Sometimes it is like the heat. But that is the manifestation of the presence of the Lord. Sweet Holy Spirit. Anytime we talk about you, you move and you operate. You move and you operate. Tonight, right now, flow. Yes. Yes. Flow. Flow. All over in the auditorium. And online. Flow. Flow. Look at the flow. It is like waves of water. It is like the waves of the sea. Flow. Through our hearts, our spirits, our mind, our understanding. Flow. Fellowship. With you, sweet Holy Spirit, open our ears, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds to the visibility of your invisibility that we might see you and that we might hear you. Look at the flow, the tanks are being filled again. I'm seeing all the drainages being patched. I can see like tanks being mended and being repaired. And the Lord is ah The Lord is saying that I am repairing the leakages. And I'm seeing something like a tanker, and it is carrying something like oil. And I'm seeing that it's sprinkling. But it is filling all the tongues again. And the sweetness of the Holy Ghost. The fellowship of the Holy Ghost. Is taking preeminence once again. It's flowing once again. Enjoy. Just enjoy. Just enjoy. Just enjoy. Look at the breeze. Of the Holy Spirit. The freshness of the garment. And the oil of influence, Zebaro Kibata Badabaya, Maria Tony Mashika Baras. Arason Dedede Dedede Kibata Sabala Badabaya, Mato grande Laba, Ye 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 Badabara Badaya, Ye Balosi Badaba, Ya Bashanda Dia, Ye 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 Badabaya. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Father, the mighty name of Jesus, we are living here intoxicated with the Spirit. No one online or in-house will remain the same. From today, Koinonia with the spirit, mixing up in parts until we become one, is taking effect. Every weakness is giving way to your strength. Anything we are holding on tight to, Lord, we let go now. So we can have all of you and so we can have companionship. So we can have partnership. So we can have communion with you. Thank you. People will live here intoxicated. They will not know how they will arrive at home. Tonight, you will take us to the surgical world. And break certain things out of us. And remove certain things out of us. That we can flow with you. That we will not grieve you. That we will not quench you. That we will not blaspheme against you. But that we will be intoxicated with you. So that we will begin to express and manifest the fruit of the Spirit. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Let somebody shout me a believing amen. If you can, I want you to take your seat. Hallelujah. I can feel the awesomeness of the Holy Spirit. How many of you feel the presence of the Holy Ghost? Yeah, I know. Father, let this sweetness go with us. We will not just miss it when we live here. In the name of Jesus, amen. Give a clap unto the Lord. God bless you for staying the extra time. But it was worth it. Would you want to lift up an offering unto the Lord? Lift up an offering unto the Lord. The name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We receive it with all thanksgiving. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Amen. Please drop it in. Glory to Jesus. We have all the giving portals on the line. Quickly take your bread and your drink. Lift up that bread. Father, we bless the bread. We bless the drink. It was bread and drink. Jesus blessed it, broke it. He said, It is my body. We receive it as the body of Christ. We receive the cup as the blood of Jesus. And as we eat and we drink, fellowship with us. Jesus' mighty name. Let's eat it together. Finish eating your communion. Can you be on your feet? Remember, this Sunday is our International Sunday. Come in a certain costume. I'm waiting to see Elder Isel in a Scottish garment with a Scottish skirt. Hallelujah! Come in a certain nationality ga- uh, garment. Hallelujah! And please come with everybody. Amen. Of course, we will have our first service quickly and then we also have our second service, hallelujah and so please come and then let's enjoy together in all costumes, amen glory be to Jesus, shall we be on our feet the Lord bless you say amen, the Lord keep you the Lord empower you, the Lord strengthen you stay in the extra hour the Lord honor you and surprise you in Jesus name let's share the grace of God wait, first time your, wow! Can I can I can I shake hands with you? Is it okay? Let's celebrate this wonderful woman of God, this young lady. Let us celebrate her. Hallelujah! Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah! You want to? Oh, we want to see you. So, Hallelujah! So, what's your name? Shaliza. Shaliza. Ah! Uh, isn't it beautiful? Glory be to Jesus. We want you to know that we love you so much. And we appreciate God for bringing you here. We thank the Holy Spirit for fellowshiping with you together as a family. I'll see you right after service, okay? Shaliza, that's a beautiful name. You got a pretty young lady there. God bless you. You got good eyes. <laughs> Father, we release your blessings over the offering. Jesus blessed the mighty name. Amen. The road network from here to your home is safe. Your sleep is sound and there will be blessings in Jesus' mighty and blessed name. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's take our prophetic declaration with long life. Full of prosperity and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives? Amen.